chase is on. Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the Wicked Quick Sports Betting Podcast. I'm Jimmy Brown, and it is Hoops Day, which means it is a wild Wednesday on this Hoops Heavy Podcast. The Chasing Ball Game Podcast is brought to you by top-rated online sportsbook, mybookie.ag, the official sports betting site of the Chasing Ball Game Podcast. And I am ready for a wild Wednesday and I have teamed up with plenty of chasers, and for those of you who don't know, chasers are fans of the show who I interact with on social media, on Twitter or Facebook. And I have a slew, a ton, a huge amount of information for you, and I have plenty of sports, so I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to talk about the rundown for today. Major League Baseball, that's right. The boys of summer will be here before you know it. Pitchers and catchers report very soon, and I will tell you why you should be betting on baseball this season. Quickly look at college football. Do you know who's favored to win it all next year? More importantly, perhaps, do you know I had the best recruiting class? Should you? I think so. And I'll quickly hit up on that. Then I'm going to jump over to college hoops. And again, we're talking March Madness. Speaking of being here before you know it, March Madness is right around the corner. And the selection show will be here. You have to be prepared if you're going to win betting on the biggest tournament of the year. And then, of course, we hit the ground running with betting of the buckets, the NBA segment of the show. Wouldn't be a hoops day if we didn't go to betting the buckets. And I've got to be on the box score. I'm going to read between the lines and talk to you about who else? LeBron James and his latest comments. And I'm going to give you a look inside the calendar crunch. And I will come at you with a pick against the spread in the association for tonight. As mentioned, chasing ball game is blazing quick with more than one pick. So let's get started. And I'm going to start with Major League Baseball. Why bet on it? Well, through October of last year, $1 billion was bet on baseball. That This is via Nevada's regulated sportsbooks. That is an all-time record. $1 billion bet on baseball. Nearly double that amount was bet the year prior. So why? Or I'm sorry, a few years prior. Actually, in 2010, so seven years prior. Less than double that amount. So it's doubled in about seven years. So why is the amount of money on baseball doubled? Well, first of all, especially for last year. The Cubs are very popular. Uh, and they were the story last year, and they brought plenty of attention to a sport that doesn't always get the attention it deserves. I love baseball, but I understand for those of you that don't, summer is a busy time of the year, and baseball is a very long season, so I could see how you could lose interest. But it's a sport that you can win betting on money. I mean, you can bet money on this game and win if you do it the right way, and that's why I want to talk about it earlier than normal. Look, last year... Sportsbooks won $32.2 million on baseball. But look, sportsbooks win on everything. Truth be told, that was down 18% from the previous year. So they actually they did not win as much. Baseball is a unique animal. And here on the Chasing Ball Game podcast, we are going to cover betting on baseball. We're going to start with the basics. So if you've never bet on baseball, make sure to stick around. I'm going to talk about how to bet it, how, the difference between money lines and run lines. And we'll talk totals and we'll get analytics involved. We will cover everything. If you do not know, for example, the odds, we're going to cover that. When I look at mybookie.ag, they have the odds up right now to win the World Series. And, of course, it shows that the Red Sox and the Cubs are favored to win it all. Not a surprise, right? The Cubs obviously have a great team. Red Sox are always making free agent moves to get where they need to be. But now's the time to start studying. Free agents are going all over the place. Chris Carter just signed with the Yankees. So they got a big bat in the lineup. And I'm telling you, you got to get on baseball early, too. Look, if you love Major League Baseball, I'm looking for some chasers to share some great baseball information, even if it's just talking about your favorite team and maybe the changes they've made in the offseason. 
Hit me up on Twitter, at Chasing Ball Game. Tell me what team you like and give me some information. I'll put it right here on the show each and every day when I hit the airwaves because that's what this show is all about. Now, it's also all about going fast. So let's jump over to college football. Same thing really could be said for college football. I get it. We are what seems like years away from spring practice, but it'll be here before you know it. And recruiting is at its height. It's getting all the hype. It just did. And not to mention that, but the odds to win the 2018 championship are out. And, of course, Alabama is the top of those odds. You can get them about 3-1. to one. Ohio State, Florida State come up, pulling up next, second and third, respectively. And before you ask, Clemson's coming in about 15-1. to one. Obviously, they have some things going on, but they're still on the big board. But do you know who the best recruiting class is? Look, full disclosure, I don't follow recruiting. I really don't. Um, it's not that it's not important. I just, when it goes down, I have a lot of other stuff going on. And truth be told, it doesn't really interest me. I mean, it does when they take to the field. But if you really just want to figure out who did well in recruiting, just wait and see the reports. Because if you believe Scout.com, and I do, for the second straight year and third time in the last four years, Alabama finished National Signing Day with the top recruiting class in the country. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and USC rounded out the top five. And again, if you know college football and you want to become a chaser, hit me up on Twitter at Chasing Ball Game. I'll get you on board. Now, every day in Chasing Ball Game, I talk the NFL. Today, I'm just going to brush it over because there's always news. That's what I love about the NFL. There's always news, especially now because there's new coaches being hired. Like Steve Sarkeesian is new, the, the new offensive coordinator for Atlanta. And trust me, I'll have a ton to say about that. Also, the Packers, they released running back James Starks. Look, people, that's a money move to me. They owed him about $3 million. I bet you they bring him back on a lower deal. At least that's what I'm reading from reports out there on Twitter from Adam Schefter and guys like that who are in the know. So it, it doesn't surprise me uh, because the Packers – want to save money obviously he's aging and they probably show him the loyalty to bring him back but it does make me wonder could this be a sign that finally the packers are willing to spend money on free agents all the reports are is that yeah this year they're going to do it this year they're going to break the bank and do it maybe this is how they start clearing out some money to get that done maybe not but something i'll keep my eye on but look i get it the nfl's king drafts coming up but it's hoops day so let's focus on hoops. I'm going to start with college basketball. Last time I talked the basics of March Madness, so if you missed it, go look at the show. I have it archived everywhere. You can find it, Blog Talk Radio and iTunes, because you want to know the basics, when it starts, where it's being played, that kind of thing. But let's talk about who's might most likely to win it all. The list may not surprise you. At least I don't think it will. I checked out Bet Labs. They had a simulation where they ran about a bazillion games to see who would be the team to most likely win it all. Gonzaga cut down the nets 15.9% of the time, which was the highest. Then we had Louisville at 13%, Kentucky at 10%, Villanova at 8%, and West Virginia 7.5% are the next most likely champions to win it all in college basketball. So what does that mean? Nothing really. Uh, I mean, it's good. It's interesting stuff. That's why I read it, and that's why I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, but when I look at the odds to win it all, they tell a bit of a different story. For example, I went over to mybookie.ag, got the college basketball odds to win the championship. And, yep, sure enough, there's Gonzaga as the favorites, about 6.5 to 1 to win it all. But they're tied with Kentucky, 6.5 to 1. Not a surprise there either, right? I mean, according to those simulations, 16%, 15.9 for Gonzaga, 10% for Kentucky. So they're both kind of up there, and Kentucky's a popular team. But then the next most likely teams were your Louisville's of the world and Villanova's of the world. Well, Villanova's eight to one 
as far as the odds are concerned. But Louisville and West Virginia, the other two teams they mentioned, 18 to 1. That's a pretty hefty number for two teams that, according to simulations, have a good chance to win it all. So you might have some value there. If you like Louisville or West Virginia, you might have some value for them to cut down the nets and win it all at 18 to 1. Just something to consider not making my pick picks just yet but i guarantee you once march madness starts i will have everything covered from top to bottom now as far as my pick tonight i'm gonna go with oklahoma state over baylor baylor first of all oklahoma state is looking to get a win in this series which has not come often baylor 13 and 8 versus oklahoma state since march of 2007 the bear swept the season series last year, so there's some revenge. Baylor has more wins in its last 21 games versus OSU than its previous 58 games in the series, which means they have dominated a ton, and they're looking to win four straight against OSU for the first time in series history. But here's something else that stands out to me. Baylor is ranked 6th or 8th in the country, depending on what college basketball rankings you look at, but they're two-point underdogs. That's Vegas telling us something. So, to me, and look, I've talked about this before on Chasing Ball Game and what I think it means when a team that is not ranked is favored over a team that is ranked. But I also think that that's kind of dwindling. In other words, that's kind of something that is going by the wayside. But not tonight. I'm on board. I'm going to take Oklahoma State, drop the minus two. They've got revenge going. They don't want to be swept again this year, obviously. They don't want to be beat at all. Plus, the home team, 14-5-2 and against spread in the last 21 meetings, not to mention Oklahoma State, 5-0. and Perfect 5-0 and against spread in the last five games. Give me Oklahoma State as my college basketball play of the night. Now let's go to our betting the buckets, my NBA segment. And before I do that, I want to talk about mybookie.ag. If you like to bet on basketball, any sport for that matter, but especially basketball, as you know, I'm a hoops head. I'm a basketball junkie. I bet at mybookie.ag. They have stuff up now for March Madness. They have stuff up for college basketball. They have the NBA covered. Go over there, sign up, check it out. Let me know what you think. When you sign up, make sure you use the promo code CHASER, C-H-A-S-E-R, and you will get an exclusive 100% bonus up to $3,000 to bet on basketball. You don't want to miss that. Check it out. They're the book that I bet. They can be trusted. And more importantly, they pay. MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, NBA basketball. Man, do I love NBA. And I talked about the trading deadline. I'm going to hammer that thing home until it's done. You have to pay attention to it. And it's not always easy. And there's always a lot of stuff going on. But you have to know because if teams lose players or trade players, especially if they're lower tier players or maybe you don't even know they got traded, you want to know because it makes a team weaker and or stronger if they're without players for a few days. More importantly, if you just like to enjoy the soap opera, you can enjoy the New York Knicks. Phil Jackson took another stab at Carmelo Anthony, and that thing is nothing more than drama. And I'm no genius. I'm no Phil Jackson. I don't have rings. I, I don't have front office uh, cred, if you will, but most people think he's probably blowing this team up, right? Why else would he have a feud with one of his players and make it so public? I mean, if anything, he's lowering his trade value on Carmelo Anthony. I believe the Cavs want him. I believe a lot of teams want him. The Clippers want him. But now, are these teams going to give up anything? Probably not. So really, what is he trying to do? Is he trying to get fired? No, something to consider. I don't know. And look, I'm not even going to pretend to guess. I can give you my opinion, but it really doesn't matter. All I can tell you right now is that I'd stay away from the New York Knicks and I'd wait because my guess is Kamala Anthony is going to 
be traded. Let's go to Beyond the Box Score. That's where I look at a game and pick out some tidbits for us to use in the near future, and I got plenty. And everyone's talking about the Cavs game against the Wizards, and I can't blame them. It was a good game. That bank shot by LeBron was incredible. But I'm going to take away something a bit different than maybe other teams or other uh, shows or anybody who watches this game maybe took away from it. To me, it's the Wizards have a chance to compete in the East. I really think the Wizards can play with any team in the East. That, that includes Cleveland. I mean, they're a good team. They play well at home. 17-game home winning streak was snapped when they lost this game that, by all accounts, they shouldn't have lost. I mean, a three-point bank shot where LeBron wasn't looking. More importantly, they have a good team philosophy. All five of the Wizards players in the starting lineup reached double digits and points against the Cavaliers. Bradley Beal, of course, 41 points. He had a monster night. This marked the sixth consecutive game for Washington, which all five starters scored 10 or more points. That's what you want from a team. They share the ball. They can also put points up together. That's important. And don't worry about that depth. I get it. They're not a deep team. Maybe seven, maybe eight. I'll go with seven. The bench is weak. But in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You want to be deep to survive the long regular season. That's why you want to be deep. You don't have to be deep in the playoffs. In fact, in the playoffs, it's usually the opposite. In the playoffs, they will shorten their bench. Teams shorten their bench. Starters get more playing time. So to me... The Wizards are a good team, and they're a team to watch out for. And I, I'll be honest with you, if you're going to take Washington to win the East, I wouldn't take it necessarily right now. I'd wait a little longer because I think you can get better odds than even that they have right now because the Celtics and the Raptors are obviously going to get some looks. But definitely a team you can consider. And it also, this game brought me more than just realizing that the Wizards are very good. It also brought me a great read between the lines if you've paid attention to any news lately, LeBron James is at it again. He ripped Frank Isola, who wrote a report about Carmelo Anthony, and he basically said LeBron is trying to get him and will trade anybody to get him. And, of course, LeBron said, nope, that's trash. And, look, that's exactly what the media grabbed onto, right? All you heard about with this story is LeBron said trash, and man, he's ripping reporters and the good, bad, and different. They focus on the wrong part. What I really liked is the part where LeBron said, we don't have to trade for anybody. We're fine right now. What? When did that happen? If you remember, just a few weeks ago, it seemed like a few days ago, LeBron was ripping everybody on the team, saying they were top-heavy, that they only had Love and Kyrie and him, and that's it. He was ripping management for doing nothing. So why the turnaround? Well, one, he realized he made a mistake then, but I think the important one is I think the Cavs are going to make a trade. Now, I'm not going to go on a limb and say it's a blockbuster. I'm not going to say Kevin Love is going to be traded. But I think the fact that he is hush-hush. One, he got really mad about this report. I don't think he was mad at the reporter. I think he was mad that it got leaked. One. Two, if they're going to make a trade, everybody in the NBA knows the first thing you do is deny, deny, deny. Whether it's stock, whether you don't want other teams to know, doesn't matter. The Cavs are going to make a trade. Keep an eye on them because they could either be shorthanded or better in the future or maybe not so much. But keep in mind because something's going down. Let's get to the counter crunch. Like I told you last time, all-star break is coming. Take some time off. You don't have to bet every night in the NBA. There's college basketball. Or, God forbid, you can just take a complete night off. Go crazy if you would. Have a few other crunches to talk about. The Miami Heat start a three-game and four-night stretch on the road. It includes playing some very bad teams, like a back-to-back with the Nets and the Sixers. Could be a good look-ahead spot as the Heat look forward to the break. 
They're playing good basketball, so that could be a spot to fade him because they'll be overvalued on the road against very bad teams. Pelicans, same boat as well. Three games of four nights on the road starting in Minnesota on Friday night. Another team to watch. And remember, starting tonight, the Indiana Pacers are the worst team before the break when it comes to a calendar crunch. Five games and seven nights up to the break. That includes not one, but two back-to-back games with travel over that span. They will also play the Wizards and the Cavs twice in that seven-game stretch. Twice. Two very good teams are going to have to play twice. They're going to have trouble in this stretch. They're going to have a tough run to finish up to the All-Star break. Always keep an eye on the calendar so you do not get crunched, people. Or tune in to Chasing Ball Game Podcast and Betting the Buckets because that's what I do for you. Speaking of doing something for you, let's get to the pick. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Give me the Minnesota Timberwolves at home, plus three over the Raptors. The Raptors are the better team. I get it. The Raptors are in a calendar crunch. They play three games of four nights. They got DeRozan back. He's not going to be um, 100%. What I mean by that is he's just come back. So now you want him to get up to game speed and play in a little bit of a calendar crunch. The Wolves have lost four in a row. I get it. But Coach Thibodeau, I love Tibbs, by the way. He let loose on the Wolves. It was their fourth straight loss. And what I love is not only did he call it for improvement, but he really said something that caught my attention. Our best players have to lead, which means when you call your best players, they usually have a big game. Not only that, but he's an offensive coach. And look, Tom Thibodeau, I loved him in Boston. And Tibbs, all he does is do great defense. And look, his team allowed the Heat to shoot 52% and put in 15 three-pointers. That's incredible. So look for a better defensive effort. Look for a better effort by leadership. Not to mention Timberwolves are 10-3 and against spread in the last 13 games against a team with a winning straight-up record, which means they play up to their opponents. On the other side, the Raptors, 1-5 and against spread in the last six against a team with a winning percentage below 400, which means they play down to bad teams. Tough spot for the Raptors. That's why this line is so low. Give me the Timberwolves. Plus three is my NBA pick of the night for betting the buckets. That will do it for Chasing Ball Game. Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it every time you stop by and tune in. You can catch us on Blog Talk Radio or iTunes and join the fun. Become a chaser. All you have to do to be featured right here on the Chasing Ball Game podcast, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook at Chasing Ball Game. Just like the latest chasers who have followed or shared information, like Hot Dodge, Shannon, and Primetime Mike. Thanks and welcome to the chase. I appreciate it. You guys are all helping me build a better sports betting podcast and community, and I love it. Make sure you come back on Thursday where I will be at it again with plenty of hoop information to get you hyped for the week ahead. And I'm going to head back to the NFL where I talk about the future of the Cleveland Browns and give you some vital information that you need to know for the upcoming season. Until then, win big at the betting window and keep on chasing.